Cause I'm on top of the world I'm on top of the world I believe we're live. We're live. Welcome back. Good to be back. Yeah. Welcome back to the Stoic CEO. The Stoic CEO, as you would have heard in the last yeah. episode. Where we are... Cats out of bag. Attempting to document our journey on all things business and self-mastery. Correct. Correct. So, uh, last episode, we did the New Year's special to mark the end of 2020. <laughs> We've gone Instagram since then. Yeah. What? Things have been moving, yeah, which is good. Yeah, for sure. A lot of um, good feedback as well. Really, yeah. really, really enjoyed um, recording the yeah the quick Q and A episode. Definitely, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was yeah, hundred really percent. I was telling you like we should do it once every other week, but you were like, let's keep a novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think quarterly works. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, yeah. So okay, on to today's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking about a very topical topic um, mm. which is everything around this whole new normal that we seem to be facing this is a black swan that yeah, is so COVID. obviously we've all been experiencing covid and its impacts and stuff so we're going to explore that a bit what are the impacts that it's had what does that mean for business moving forward and mm-hmm. um, how we've been trying to deal with it and adapt to it and whether that's to do with digital operations or making sure you have the clarity moving forward just things along along those lines um and then what we're going to do to try and capitalize on the opportunity really yeah for sure we've been like i mean like it's been a topic of conversation for many months now so hopefully we do it some justice we've had some time to think about this one (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably still have some more time (laughs) yeah for sure so yeah um yeah well so covid came in um, which led to closures left mm-hmm. and right across the country um, from large businesses to small Two ones. weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah, the original two or three week, I think it was, lockdown that we were supposed Save, to Save, protect the NHS, yeah. In March? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I know, like, it, it, to be honest, like, I'm, I'm sure I can speak for the vast majority of people. No one really took it seriously at first. Mm. You know, everyone just thought, nah, it's, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and even, even in the first lockdown, I think it was just, quite cool in a sense you know everyone was just like yeah yeah it was nice going on my little walks and it, it, it was like march man it was good weather so yeah. you know people were outdoors doing their thing um and i don't think i mean part of being a small business is is, is your you know your your small business your your concern with your day-to-day operations your your customers your cash flow and, and whatnot you're usually not equipped in in the best of circumstances to deal with any kind of black black swan event yeah. let alone one that's gonna obviously one that has lasted as long as it has and I think the closures initially a lot of people saw that including myself like I mean I saw it as you know it's, it's gonna be two three weeks that I can perhaps catch a breather um <laughs> you know regroup get my get my ducks in order for for the launch and opening of Shoreditch which was going to be our second site which was on the brink of opening so what are those ducks looking like now <laughs> those ducks hey man those ducks are they're walking and quacking like a duck, so I guess it must be a duck. But um, yeah, no, it's been it's been like I'm sure we're going to get into the impact and and my personal approach with regards to um, the business and 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 how I've managed to navigate it thus far and 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 look to capitalize on or where I can see the the my industry and my sector going into and how I believe we can perhaps come back from this you know bigger and stronger yeah. than ever, hopefully. Yeah, so speaking of the closures that were happening, so obviously your business was closed um, by force. Um, do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, How I mean, um, I think my business, like for, for in case anyone listen, listening that doesn't necessarily know, like so obviously I've got a, a boutique studio. So we essentially the whole USB of our business is something that we've obviously spent a tremendous amount of time together yeah. working on, which is we capitalize and, 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 and really champion the spirit of the of the group um so it's a incredibly socially leveraged business um where we try to bring people together and essentially take elements for from you know 
other areas that are social like bars and clubs and etc etc like having having the social kind of fabric that holds together a lot of those businesses whilst you know shoehorning mm. the fitness element in there also so it's, it's predominantly an experiential kind of experience that is focused on community competition and the social element whilst doing it in in within within the context and construct of a of a of a, of a gym or of a, of a fitness space uh, fitness space so naturally with covid that made um gathering and and you know having well, what was previously you know one of our biggest selling point which was like we had you know this electric environment of having loads of people in the same under the same roof um you know sweating and, and working out and, and and really enjoying themselves in in, a, in, in close you know close quarters and, and proximity that made it obviously in this new normal in this new covid world quite a difficult thing to do yeah so naturally that meant that we had to kind of wind up what we were doing um a lot of the a lot of the people in our industry naturally transitioned onto online started doing zoom classes and 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 instagram live classes and various other digital representation of fitness we we tried to dabble with that at the time somewhat initially we were we were kind of focused on trying to explore continuing what we were doing because we were so set in the group of bringing people together we were we we tried to do stuff um outdoors and soon that became a problem and and you know that that was not permitted necessarily so we transitioned online but it was it was i felt like and and as i'm sure everyone can attest to now it was a it got so saturated so quickly yeah you know like like i'm pretty sure my local butcher and barber shop were (laughs) doing fitness classes online as well so it was it was just so incredibly difficult um to, to to try and basically have an offering that would be a representation of the spirit of what we do yeah. in, in in a cohesive manner and naturally you're you know when you are essentially leveraging your your clientele and your community you can't do that as effectively online because mm-hmm. essentially people are in their gardens or their living rooms very often sure. alone um so that was quite quite challenging and, and, and difficult so yeah so Naturally, obviously, the impact, as, as as you asked, it was it was incredibly difficult. But I think we were, you know, I've I've, I've always run the business quite. Um, I wouldn't say, I would say quite frugally. I think that's quite important. To, mm-hmm. So I've always been mindful of, and even prior to COVID, I was always mindful as we were scaling to to always, you know, have money put away for a rainy day and live within, you know, our means and 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 budget effectively and i think that obviously stood us in good stead for this for this two three weeks that was suggested initially (laughs) so but yeah yeah fair enough and i think for me um again if anyone's unaware so i'm a consultant uh, i'm currently working for a global digital transformation consultancy um as well as trying to start a few projects on the side as, as my own independent consultant uh service i guess um and i guess for my work Obviously, the, we didn't face closures. The the offices closed, and everything had to shift remote, which which was a massive change for a lot of people. Um, personally, I loved it. <laughs> I, I was always trying to push to work remotely as much as possible. Yeah, you were trying to find any excuse. Yeah, to, like, literally, literally so work it was like home. music to my ears. And I was like, "Covid, stay. <laughs> You're my friend." Um, but yeah, so obviously that that had a list of challenges with itself. In that, although I may have made the transition quite easily the people that i work with the people that i rely on like my team etc this was all brand new to them so it's a shock so it's how how can i still ensure that the work that i'm accountable for is on track is getting shipped is is doing what it's supposed to do while everyone else is trying to transition and fix their own personal uh transition um and on top of that as a consultancy working with clients i think obviously each of the clients depending on the nature of their business is undergoing their own changes and of course yeah. their own whether that's financial blocks or whatever it is um whether it's job layoffs etc so there's been a lot of downsizing within our clients there's been a lot of projects that they've completely shut off um so the project that i was working on at the time for example was very very close to being completely closed um, because the client and this was a I think are you are you, are you allowed to give us some details on that or 
Um, maybe not specific details, but so the client is a property company um, and because of lockdown, obviously they could no longer show houses around and they couldn't, they had to stop developing houses and stuff. So mm. all of a sudden their revenue stopped and this, this was a client that was making revenue of billions per year. Um, and that suddenly went to zero. Mm. Um, so they had to deal with that by stopping all their change projects and letting go of a lot of staff, etc. Um, was this quite early on, like, would you say, or was this like not a, a little bit further down the line? Because because I'm, I'm mm. only asking because it's in, like because I say uh, I mentioned like obviously it's a small business. Yeah, it, you kind of your 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 worldview is, is is a lot more singular, right? You're thinking in first and second principle, mm. not principles, but order of effects. But obviously, yeah. when you're a billion pound plus per company, you you think obviously in in multiple of years ahead so i'm just curious to see if if, mm. if the, the the difference between a small business this is um timeline and how they adjusted to to, to interesting this. Uh, i mean in my experience i wouldn't say it's that different um because at the end of the day you're not dealing with this entity of a business you're dealing with people within that business um mm. each one of them has a specific role they need to satisfy to their boss for example they mm. even the top people within that corporate have shareholders that are thinking of the next quarter yeah. so they're not really thinking three years ahead and um, so mm. as soon as this stuff happened from as early as march they were like okay next quarter we're gonna have zero revenue where are the costs that we can cut sure so it's still sure. an instant impact sure um, i think that's probably more i'm probably more thinking of like like so we look at like an amazon or something that yeah. notoriously like it's like a known thing jeff bezos is like sure. we think five years ahead sure well, i, I guess they're, they're the anomaly the exception really. yeah now it makes a complete sense interesting yeah so so yeah that that transition was was definitely interesting moving to remote um and yeah i guess that there's another on an individual level there's a mental and social uh thing that came around with everyone having to stay home and mm. um, how how did you how did that feel to you like did you feel that at all in the early days at least i think yeah exactly that's that's what i was going to say because it's interesting because like I almost feel like I, in my in my opinion, like COVID's kind of been in four phases, right? So it was the initial kind of two weeks, three weeks, yeah. um, you know, during a pleasant month, so to speak. So it was kind of like you you. It was annoying, but it wasn't necessarily you know anything that significantly shifted your psyche or your or, or your or your or your operation necessarily. Um, but I think when it started, and and and. and you know, quite early on, we were we were still coming in, and 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 working within within in the business and doing a lot of our videos and our content and everything else in 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 the studio because obviously we couldn't do it from home. We we didn't have the setup necessarily because you know there were trainers that had you know young kids at home or they were living in flats and they didn't have the you know internet and various other things like like you said that you're yeah. just not prepared for. And um, even if you may have known how to use Zoom. Zoom still requires obviously yeah, yeah. the space and, and the internet speed and various other things and and and, and adequate lighting if you're if you're yeah, on top to of that like how do you actually conduct a session exactly on, on yeah, Zoom? absolutely like, for example in my role I, I conduct a lot of workshops and I have to facilitate lots of things with mm. dozens of people at times absolutely yeah doing that in person requires a whole different skill set than doing that remotely on yeah. zoom yeah no I, I completely and because for us it's like um music and and, and the musical element within is, is always like something we've spoken about as well is, is musicality plays a huge role in in the arc and, and the atmosphere that we create and 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 the the flow of the of of the class and getting that across correctly on zoom it's, it, it was mm. a challenge because we had to find you know, various programs that allowed us to play high quality music whilst getting the instructor's voice out there. Yeah. So it was, it was obviously figuring those things out. But I think, I think bringing it back to, to, to the point of, of how it was in four phases, the initial phase was more of a shock, you know, uh, trying to adapt and, and, and make things work. And I think what you realize early, early on as well, um, is if you, we, we've obviously, obviously prided ourselves of having an incredible community of, of, of individuals that really support us and, and, you know, see us as an integral part of their life. So we were very fortunate of having a lot of members who continue to stay on their membership and support us in whatever way, shape or form they could, because they obviously like sort of yeah. as a month thing. Um, the next phase was a bit more challenging because, you know, the two weeks all of a sudden became prolonged and, and, and it didn't seem to be kind of what was 
it, and it kind of get went into this area in this period that was kind of for me personally anyway very difficult yeah because it was almost as if there was no clarity whatsoever in terms of like how long this is going to be because you were kind of set two weeks four weeks one month six weeks and and psychologically as a business owner it's quite difficult to make any kind of plans or mm. prepare for anything when there's no tangibles that you can kind of build around and, yeah. and, and plan around so i think that period for me was probably the trickiest period of the entirety of covid because it was kind of like this this unknown of of where do you go from here and perhaps we were again quite naively anticipating it for to be two weeks or four weeks and it, and it kind of we didn't go all in because yeah. like i said our business is, is is first and foremost built around the social element and we were just desperate to get people back in and granted we anticipated there might be some structural changes but we could still deliver our product yeah. in a sense that we wanted to and we didn't want to take our eye too far off that um, and I think the fact that we had that one side of our brain still focused on that meant that when it became more and more likely that that wasn't going to be feasible in in a timeline mm. in a foreseeable timeline it, it was it was quite tricky because it was a case of like oh crap so what now it yeah. almost felt like we had to go back to the drawing board completely. So that was a very, very difficult period in terms of um, the despair of the summer, summer months up until obviously I think it was July in which, you know, they start easing sure. off the, the restrictions. And, and I know we they, they they opened up in the summer somewhat. And I, you know, from, from a restaurant and, and, and re retail perspective, they, you know, the government did several questionable things like eat, eat out, help out um, that, that showed some sort of prerogative to get the economy back open and yeah. going. Um, and then obviously the third phase was like this stop, start, stop, start. And, and the fourth is now kind of where we are right now, yeah. which is kind of like this prolonged waiting of, of, of the rollout of vaccine and, and eventually some sort of a rollback of, of, of the restrictions and, and perhaps some return to normality. So yeah. from, a, from, so having highlighted that, sorry. So having highlighted that, the mental and the social side for me personally became very challenging i would say probably six weeks in mm -hmm. where it kind of was apparent that yeah this is mm. this is there's no light for the, the late, yeah the there's tunnel. no like this is we're in for the for the yeah for the long haul so definitely and, and from that mental challenge side like i know to add to that as well just literally just before all this happened in march you were really about to launch a very exciting new venture yeah. as well as, as part of the business um and then all of a sudden those plans had to be put on hold for an indefinite amount of time. Yeah. I'm sure that had a massive impact on how you were thinking and how you were feeling as well. Yeah, it was it was incredibly difficult because um again, we you know, they 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 often say like to be an overnight success, it probably takes ten years to be an overnight success. So like we've we've obviously spent several years planning and scheming and developing and growing our business to get it to the thank you very much. Um to get it to the stage that um we could we could look to scale and we we obviously took our second site which is an old street um in shoreditch and the fit out started i would say late november and mm. we were supposed to do it like essentially it was supposed to be a rapid two month <laughs> like quick but obviously like you will learn for, for construction it's like never trust exactly <laughs> the timeline it's, it's variable so we were looking to actually launch in late jan mid to late jan and it got delayed slightly so we were this looking like last year funny enough, this yeah this is 2000 and 2020 <laughs> yeah um and it got delayed slightly and when we were kind of getting ready for launch i could kind of it, it, it we weren't necessarily in lockdown but there was rumblings that mm. people were getting uncomfortable already like people were jokingly like you know elbow spudding at that point and yeah it wasn't complete like people weren't taking it seriously but you could see that you know you can't really launch uh, this big grand opening yeah. of this you know our second site inviting loads of people down and, and you know making this hoo-ha about our launch and so we we kind of were like let's see what kind of happens with this and then what kind of happens <laughs> to this <laughs> here we are a year on um funny yeah. enough around about the same time that we were looking to launch so yeah it was incredibly difficult because so much time energy effort had gone into it and i know you you were involved in various capacity um, capacities <laughs> capacities of it and it was just incredibly challenging to to kind of be so excited for essentially the next phase mm. of, of of what was going to be revolutionary for us and to kind of have that kind of stopped and disrupted in 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 a way that 
was completely by no choice of your own by no decision that you could have possibly made that was a very difficult thing to contend with for sure i can imagine Mm. and that's me putting it probably after after (laughs) your reflection as eloquently as i probably can it was in in in, it was probably a little (laughs) a little more here than that yeah um in my in my perspective i think the mental side is almost very different because my world wasn't changed as as abruptly as yours and mm. um, there was an adjustment that i had to make um but a, a, apart from the adjustment and the transition it's not like something just got cut and um, so that was different so it had a much less of an impact mentally mm. for me especially for the first few months i think i just really thrived in it i loved the additional time that it provided yeah. when not having to commute for example um and we'll talk about like how we've started to use that additional time as well later Mm. but the additional time uh just having the flexibility to sort of be more in control of what your day looks like Mm. and so i really tried to double down on on those aspects so i really enjoyed that from a mental perspective um the only i think negative was the i guess moving towards state of burnout and i think I, i reached full burnout two times i think uh, during this period uh, which is quite a lot um and i think a large contributing factor of that was that you did have more time you didn't have to commute so therefore you just automatically filled that time up with more mm. work if that makes sense yeah. um so so that's that that murphy's times. law uh parkinson's parkinson yeah, yeah. always always get murphy and parkinson's <laughs> so, yeah so parkinson's law yeah. states that the amount of work you have expands expands yeah. to fill the time that you have to do it um very powerful law that i think we're, we're big fans of and we yeah, use it absolutely, by, yeah. by setting constraints and reducing the amount of time you give something um but yeah so that burnout i think was the biggest negative in terms of mental for me yeah cool um so having that move to this remote world um you you obviously mentioned about the zoom classes that a lot of people were doing mm-hmm. etc was there anything else that that you thought you need to do to adopt to this new digital sort of operational model like with your staff perhaps or maintaining engagement or anything yeah i like think that? i think yeah you you hit the nail on the head i think the biggest thing for for and the most challenging thing for for myself and and, and by extension the business was the importance of communication mm. and again because if your traditional sense you know tr- your traditional method and vehicle of communication has previously been in person because that's something that we'd worked so hard on on, yeah. on, on making and ensuring that we communicated as well as we could through every element of our staffing culture so whether it's someone coming in from their immediate reaction and and, and their interaction with the front of house to the cleaning staff to, to people that work in the kitchen to the trainers to the management to the own uh, to the owners um and i've always quite i've always prided myself in trying to be around as much as possible to and, and communicating and spending as much time on the floor as possible to speak to to and engage with clients and the moment that was no longer possible that became quite difficult i think one thing that we did quite well and it was it definitely went down rather well was that we decided very early on that we would um rent or or or, or not rent we, we were loaning all our equipment out mm. to, to 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 our to our members and you know especially the members that won our black card memberships which is like you know the, the, the internal community that we have and i think that was really that was really well received in terms of kettlebell dumbbells and any kind of i mean that that stuff was like gold during yeah because that was like yeah it was impossible to get anything yeah. like literally people the, like your, the members must have loved that really appreciate yeah they, they they really appreciate that because i think it showed to them that you know ultimately we were they were always you know the number number one for us and mm. doing something like that demonstrated that in 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 the most sure. tangible ways it's kind of like and and i remember at the time like um i i decided we were, we were thinking about taking deposits and various other things and i was just like nah like just just, just give it to the members and we trust them to to yeah. you know look after things and bring them back and um and in in most part that that, that happened um but i think that was that was really uh, um something that was well received and it allowed us to kind of continue 
in, in a similar fashion in terms of the, the exercises that we could still ascertain via the Zoom classes and what yeah. we were doing. So that was really good because it allowed us to still keep at least from a um, from a from a from a from an exercise perspective a lot of similarity. Mm. And like I said, we managed to um, in, you know increase our quality of the content and and various programs and again we're quite savvy so we could find programs and eventually we got our audio our sound our visuals correct but i think that the difficulty for us that i found that that made us kind of quite keen to stop the online the moment that we could um because it was obviously we, we 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 got to a stage where it was doing well it wasn't i wouldn't say it was it was allowing us to grow but it was allowing us to at least maintain what we yeah. could have um and i think the the the, the challenge became from from including myself because i was in some of the class it was it was it was just psychological because the trainers our trainers were so focused on bouncing off the energy of, of, course, of yeah. the members coming in that the moment you weren't receiving that so you're alone in the room with a camera and you're like trying to give this mm. you know boxer energy that we're so accustomed to giving and there's nothing coming back and you know i, I remember a lot of the humor, the jokes that myself and Saeed, one of the lead trainers, that wasn't coming off the same on Zoom because yeah. the, the lag, the delivery, and, and I'm, I've watched a lot of actual stand-up comedians and they had to change because a lot of them are, are, are the feeding of the energy, right? Of, of, of what they hear and what they're seeing. And the moment you're not receiving that, it became extremely difficult. So we were actually exhausted after the, by, by the end of it. Mm -hmm. So we were just like desperate to get in the flesh again and, and, and operate in, in, in the way that we're so primed and so capable of doing. Um, so I think, I think that was, that was something that we, we did amongst other things. And, and so, yeah, communication was, was a massive one. I personally, I remember, um, at one point where it became apparent that, you know, the two weeks wasn't happening. I, I remember I took, I got a list of essentially every member and I literally physically said, I'll call them all. And, yeah, and I, I really literally spent like probably a week just calling every single person and spending 20, 30, 40 minutes talking and, mm. and explaining the situation. And, 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 and I think that was a humbling experience for myself yeah. because all of, a said, all of a sudden you didn't see this collective group of people. You were talking about the individual um, people who all had their own realities and whatever. It was, it, was, it was actually really powerful. So I think... From that perspective, it, it, it highlighted, and I think that that went down really well because the members really appreciated mm. um, us us reaching out and, and communicating with them, offering them any equipment, any help that we could have, and so yeah, from that perspective, we adapted to digital. That's that's kind of how we yeah. adapted to that. That's, that's that's really nice. So uh, what I heard, I think two main principles from that, like you said, so one is communication and engagement is is mm. the mm. most important thing. Um, and the second aspect of that is, and this is always the case, but especially now, remember who your most loyal customers are and make the time to keep adding value to them like you did with learning out dumbbells, like you did with reaching out to them one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. So keep adding value at whatever stage your business is in. Absolutely, yeah. I think that that's really, really key. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, mm. And I think, and I know you're going to come on to this, I, and this is something that we'd always, always obviously always been kind of aware of, um, you know, being technophiles ourselves. Um, I think we've always been aware of, of, of this, you know, silent technological revolution that's happening maybe yeah. behind closed doors. And, you know, we, we probably anticipated the rollout to be somewhat more subdued and, 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 and sly. And it got, it got forced mm -hmm. out obviously by COVID quite you know, significantly faster. Um, but the but the explosion of 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 and obviously again I'm just seeing this from you know my periphery of, of fitness but the the wider competition that kind of came to the foray of yeah. of, of of businesses and, and 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 companies that perhaps weren't necessarily fitness orientated kind of seen an opportunity uh, one example being something like a Peloton mm. um, a company that I was previously looking at from an investment perspective but. When this happened, it's there. We we obviously know what happened to them as a company, and and you know they've they've had record record quarter after record quarter. So I think it, it kind of forced the the reality of a different kind of competition for that you know viable fitness real estate, so to speak, mm -hmm. in someone's someone's mind. Um, 
so that was that was obviously interesting to to kind of know and see kind of in yeah. real time becoming becoming a, a, an actual thing Absolutely. whereas i would have thought it would be more of a you know niche bespoke kind of set segment and maybe in time it would grow but it was kind of forced and it wasn't just peloton like that's the you know one of the first ones that come to mind it was various other um and a mirror that lululemon took over they did incredibly well so it was just various fitness offering or health offerings and and styles of fitness because i think that's another very important one like i know a lot of yoga oriented um studios did incredibly well because yoga is naturally doesn't mm. require a lot of equipment and it's 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 you don't require as much space it doesn't matter if you live in a flat because there's no mm. real functional dynamic movements that's going to maybe cause kind of issues so it's kind of interesting to see what fitness styles were more adaptable mm. to this to this new normal and what what businesses that may perhaps have not been contenders that became contenders just by the mere fact that the physical in location studios were unable to operate in, this, yeah, in the definitely. way that they previously were yeah yeah and i think to reflect on on my side of things adopting to digital like like i touched um earlier it's it's a new skill set i think you need to acquire and that, that's what i've tried to do um so as opposed to just trying to replicate the same workshop the same meeting but in a digital format on zoom or microsoft teams or whatever it's okay now this this is a new realm this is a new way of doing things people are gonna hear your message in a different way mm -hmm. so how can you spin that to take advantage of it um so for example as opposed to in a person in person you might just have a meeting and someone will talk then the next person will talk whatever um when it's online rather than just doing that over zoom can you use a collaborative tool that you can all at the same time start putting up post-its like a virtual whiteboard kind of thing as an example so what sure. are the different skill sets you can build different tools you can become fluent in how do you guide a conversation and not let some of the group just sit on mute and be quiet in the corner because that's really important whereas in person it's very easy to shift your focus to someone who hasn't been contributing for example to try and get their opinion yeah. whereas online that's very different especially mm. if you're not putting videos on etc so there, there's a non-video person just on mute how do you facilitate them into the conversation i think sure. that, that's something that i've really tried to understand the psychology behind of why someone is trying to do that how can i make them feel comfortable to speak and make their opinion valued etc and mm. um, that, that's kind of been my biggest focus on my transition i guess yeah and in terms of my independent consulting side of things uh, i think i was planning to for example start attending a few networking events to to see what i can put some feelers out basically and see if i can build some leads and um, obviously that has gone out the window now and there's no more networking events so i've been thinking how can i utilize things like um creating content and for me what's natural to me is for example podcasting here or writing an article or using linkedin to reach out to people sure how do i do that in a way when i know 90% of other people are now doing that as well because yeah. all the salespeople, all the recruiters, etc. that's yeah. the only thing they can do. How can I do that whilst maintaining that I stand out and I'm not sure. closing that door before it even opens? So that's, I think, the biggest thing I'm trying to look at now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that, that's, that's that. Um, I think, so another thing we touched on earlier is the additional time that we have. Um, and how we've gone about utilizing that time i think there's been ups and downs for everyone ourselves <laughs> included <laughs> yeah um so yeah firstly how how did you find having all this extra time for the first two weeks i probably enjoyed it but i would say largely perhaps barring the last two three months i found it it was it was i didn't enjoy it at all mm. and it was i don't think it was necessarily the, the the increase of time because as an entrepreneur i mean part of the appeal is or the spiel that they try to sell you on in, in the books or, or the videos or the conferences is that you're your own boss and you can decide your own timetable essentially yeah. like do you know what i mean but that's we all know that's like 
That's True. a lie. Like the the difference between being employed and 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 by someone and being being an entrepreneur. The only difference is that in one of the cases you're working for an absolute psycho, mm-hmm. and oftentimes it, it, being an entrepreneur is yourself. So it's yeah. just like there's, there's you you've got this unforgiven second time. Good man. I keep dropping my pen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's 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 obviously quite difficult because especially if you're quite ambitious and and you know you you're goal oriented and quite motivated. Nearly done it again. Um. So I think I think the difficulty wasn't necessarily the, the the excess time. It was just the disruption in 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 structure mm. and and how you previously utilize your time. And I think that was very difficult right. um, because whereas previously, let's say like my my week prior to you know my weeks were developing prior to COVID was that I was you know I moved my house. To be closer to you know in between Mill Hill and and, and Shoreditch for, for for commute commute purposes, and it was going to be you know half days in Shoreditch doing X Y Z meetings, and what you know meeting with the architects and the and and the, the contractors and ensuring everything in place and speaking to the landlord from a marketing perspective, coming back to Boxer speaking to staffs, um, I was still obviously teaching classes and, and delivering, so it was kind of quite dynamic when when obviously all of that was kind of stopped it was kind of like how do i still do those things which yeah. in some cases became incredibly difficult because purely you, you almost couldn't commute there was work disruptances yeah. there was you know the architect was you know people were scared to to, to be on site sure. and and various things so it became difficult from it so it, it became difficult when you're actually trying to ship physical physical work yeah, yeah. that became quite difficult and i think i think trying to utilize that time in the same capacity and effectively was was a challenge because it wasn't necessarily from from, from what i'm understanding from your sense it was kind of continuation of the same thing but just through a different platform mm. do you know what i mean for a different medium which meant that you obviously had to adapt and find ways of you know like you said of, of keeping people's attention and delivering yeah. Um, workshops in, in in a different way um but i think from my perspective it was quite difficult because it was my time was split in so many different areas and you know i was wearing so many different hats and all of a sudden there was only one hat that you could essentially wear which was quite limited in in, in scope um so i think that was that was quite challenging of, of yeah. utilizing time effectively yeah. and and, and did, before like we talked about how you did utilize it effectively um because of that challenge did you find that you were utilizing it very negatively or ineffectively i think for the purpose of honesty yeah i think i think it's no secret um that a lot of my habits and, and 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 personal life structures were kind of structured in to suit a world in a specific mm. sense and once that world changed, it kind of threw a lot of my habits kind of, maybe perhaps, you know, uh, there's there's some personal accountability required that maybe I, I, I threw out the baby with the bathwater in a sense, yeah. do you know what I mean? A lot of the habits that perhaps regardless of um, my productivity or personal structures were still productive, I kind of naturally took my eye off the ball in some sense and maybe try to adjust those things, yeah, those yeah. those habits somewhat, which obviously naturally had a knock-on effect in various yeah. other ways. So it was it was quite a difficult period to 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 gain I think I think the main thing is is, is it, it was just clarity. It was just a lack of clarity led to this 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 hazing of of the periphery and, and everything around me. Mm. Does that make sense? It was this this fog that came around me which kind of and, and I got caught up in it. And, sure. and and I wasn't as able to see the purpose of why I did certain things and 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 why I was integral to continue doing them and and, and there was a lot of chatter and inertia that kept crept in mm. and, and naturally being quite ambitious seeing other opportunities and wanting to you know capitalize on 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 this this new normal and and and, and trying to basically do a bit of everything but not much of anything yeah does that make sense yeah definitely and I think what you said makes sense in that you were essentially your identity was tied to the scenario in that in your head it was more like 
the world looks like this mm-hmm. and I look like this. Yeah, so I'd whereas, optimize to, to, to... Yeah, whereas yeah. now the world doesn't look like that anymore. So therefore you assume that I don't look like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you had mm-hmm. cut that tie, you would still be... Absolutely. That's yeah. what I mean. I the baby in the bathwater. Because yeah. so some things absolutely changed. Absolutely, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But some things didn't necessarily need to. And yeah. there's always that risk. And I think that's why in, in retrospect, having now spent... You know, having started this and, and, and again get you know getting clarity and and and, and rebuilding some of those foundational mm. keystone habits and various other thought processes it's it's it's, it's funny looking back in hindsight to kind of think mm. ah yeah yeah there was there was perhaps a mishap of of discarding some some things that perhaps were yeah were essential and critical to be maintained and part of the reason maybe of that increased haziness was because yeah, just because was of that of, 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 of the dissolving of, of other areas does that make sense yeah, so, so, it's completely... so there was fog and because of that fog you changed fundamentals yeah and because you changed fundamentals the fog just got bigger and bigger. yeah absolutely so, um yeah i think we should dive deeper into that side of things so We've obviously talked a lot about the impact that all of this closures and remote and everything has had. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately, it's something that neither of us could control. No one could have controlled. It it happened. Um, And I know it's one of the central themes of stoicism that you don't fret, you don't focus on things outside your control. Mm. Um, And I think Epictetus even said that we should always be asking ourselves, is this or is this not something that I can control? Yeah. And that should color everything else you do. Yeah. Um, So given that this whole situation, all its impacts was uncontrollable for Mm -hmm. us, how then do we start approaching the sides that we can control how do we let's start with you you just mentioned the lack of clarity how did you get that clarity back in i think i think it's 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 so powerful because clearly we're in sync um (laughs) because my new mantra one of the one of the quotes that i've i've I've, i repeat to myself almost daily now is kind of become control what you can accept what you can't (laughs) and it's very simple but it just it's it's quick enough for me to keep repeating to myself yeah. rather than like, you know, an excessive paragraph that yeah, pretty, yeah. It's, it's probably a, it's serves a bump the same. Yeah, it's concise and it, and, it, yeah. and it does what, what it needs to. But it's kind of like, okay, so there's no, like, I think, I think naturally, and we've spoken about this a lot, one of the challenging things about, you know, reading a lot and, 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 and consuming a lot of information and knowledge and various other things and having this hunger is sometimes you can, it, you, you can get, you know, full prey to this, um, paralysis by analysis kind of yeah. syndrome which is kind of like you overthink things and, and 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 whatnot so i think for me it was a case of like okay so let me not over romanticize the situation of of you know what greater powers are behind this and hmm. and what's going on behind that and we'll leave it at that and it was a case of like okay so what can i physically still control yeah so that's my own mind, that's my own habits, that's my own diet, that's my own sleep, it's my own training, it's my own relationships. So the things that I could still control and, and, and oftentimes they were very much inward facing, they were mm-hmm. internal and except why I can't, I can't control what Boris is going to, you know, come on the news and say tomorrow. Yeah. Like as he's come out now saying, you know, likelihood is we're going to be still in lockdown till late March. I can't control that. Yeah. I can sit and whine and moan about it. But I think another famous quote from previous podcasts is like, you know, I'm an adult. I, I need to wipe my own nose and Absolutely, essentially yeah. a fool. Have you got no hands? So yeah. I, I do have hands. So I think it's just that acceptance has kind of been liberating, especially in a period where you kind of inadvertently can't help but feel somewhat victimized. And and, and, yeah. and it's easy to do that um, and hide behind this, you know, incredible black swan that stopped my world domination <laughs> dreams and whatever so i think i think that that's given me a lot of clarity in terms of writing out what is it that i actually can control right now um and and i think another thing that you're aware of and, and it was incredibly powerful was that i stopped trying to compare my productivity or my mindset or my actions to what they were maybe a year ago when the reality was still mm. what it was and it was kind of like okay so looking back at that is, is counterproductive. And I know Jordan Peterson has this incredible quote that you're, you only need to compete with the person that you were yesterday. Yeah. And whilst that's very p- productive in that sense, it wasn't 
probably useful for me to try and compete with the res who had the clarity and everything mm. in a different realm a year ago so it kind of became okay so let me bring it back and how can i be more productive than myself yesterday yep. in, in a smaller sense Definitely. how can i optimize the things that i can control and i think that that by 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 the mere fact of doing that gave me a lot of confidence and clarity again to start kind of building positive momentum and then obviously there was once i got my sanity and my mental cognition in a good place it allowed me then to obviously meet with you more regularly and have conversations that were again now looking at okay so where are the trends what's mm. happening but then the version of myself that was now sitting at the table and having these conversations was a, a well-controlled less hazy less foggy yeah. self that could now start seeing maybe okay granted in this situation i'm i'm in this predicament but is this going to be forever which was kind of the the process that um we, we we spoke about which was kind of like do i believe my sector my industry is under significant threat i didn't believe that was the case mm. the niche that i had within that sector so so it's not going away so i don't need it's not an existential kind of crisis yes. it's going to be maybe difficult for a month another month two months six months a year but eventually it won't be so how do i ensure that i can structure myself in such a way and the business in such a way that i can maintain for that period to keep my head above water but how can i also utilize other elements that can give me the best chance at capitalizing when there is a mm -hmm. return to the way that i know best to thrive yeah so i think that was the, the the most powerful thing and that's when i started coming into my own and seeing you know getting clarity again of, of what can be done and, and, a, and a part of that was naturally with you know to touch base with what you said before which is like utilize this time now which we, we started this incredible mm -hmm. podcast which um i'm very optimistic about because yeah. it's like again i'm shipping this work that i'm constantly thinking about and we're discussing mm. and it, it, it it's got the capacity if for nothing else to sharpen that's all if not more for for more it's, it's like to expand our horizon and, and 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 grow our personal and, and business brand further definitely um i think the first point you made is so key in that uh, going back to basics and building that momentum again and mm -hmm. especially knowing you i think momentum is one of the things that you thrive on the most yeah so it's almost like that fog that was there you start doing the basics the reading the fitness the diet etc and all of a sudden you see a few holes in the fog and that is enough to excite you to do to double down on that yeah. until eventually the whole fog's gone mm -hmm. um for me i think my my approach was slightly different but based on the same principles um, and i've very much this year leaned towards stripping things back and going to minimalism and as a as a way of thought essentially and how i spend my time like let me take everything away and mm -hmm. almost back to that mcconaughey quote of if you're addicted to ideas you need starvation and i was almost mm -hmm. like let me mentally starve myself so let me stop reading all these things reading all these articles reading all these books let me stop trying to write articles and do podcasts and do my work and find clients etc etc let me mm. just put everything away and then sort of let the one priority take the focus for a week and doing that gave me a lot of clarity that that's sure that's, and it's the thing i always fall back to as soon as i start feeling at all overwhelmed or moving towards burnout again yeah um, and that's the thing that makes me thrive and i'll i'll stand by it <laughs> yeah yeah, it makes complete sense. I think, I think, and for lack of better words, it's, it's almost like sometimes rather than pushing through the fog, you can rise above it. Mm. And that's, that's what kind 100%. of what I feel right now. I feel like I'm, I've elevated above the initial inertia and fog. And you can kind of, once, once you're almost like a, a, a bird's eye view, almost like a, like a tertiary person looking down within, you can kind of, kind of yeah. see the, the the kind of kerfuffle you seem to have gotten yourself in and you can kind of once from from a higher perspective you can kind of see okay like that may be the case for one month two months a year but after that i can kind of see yeah, where definitely. the world is he heading and, and then you can start um shifting from the micro because you become very much micro orientated and, and then shift back to the macro and mm, and, and, to, and and think on a far bigger scale and i think for me and I know this is the case for yourself and even for this podcast is like we almost needed because we, we, we seem to have a good understanding 
of once we have clarity, we've got a very good understanding and execution ability to execute on a macro, mm. sorry, on a micro, yeah. apologies. And sometimes when a, when a micro can get messy, it's a bit difficult to kind of yeah, yeah. push through it. But once you go back to the macro, okay, so what is it that we're actually trying to do here? What is the purpose? When you go higher up, it kind of, okay, this is what we're trying to do. So you, you kind of, the macro, um, the micro, kind of, keep getting mixed up, the <laughs> micro kind of takes it out itself. Yeah, um, listen to our episode on prioritization if you want to hear more about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the I guess last couple areas I want to get into is um, all this conversation about habits and sort of stripping things back and stuff is almost to get us back to the base level of where we want to be operating. Now with that additional time, not only are you doubling down on those habits to get you back to base level, but We've also tried to use that time to upskill in new things for us sure. as well after we've got to that base level. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a couple examples of things that you've tried to do on that level? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think to, to, to keep this, because I think that this is, this is something that we were struggling with, but then that's why we kind of changed the name and try to orient it more towards business naturally the way we are we bring habits and <laughs> philosophy and stoicism and so many you know different concepts into it but to channel it towards the business for me the main thing um naturally we're quite young and and, and career orientated still yeah and one of the main main things that i was kind of inadvertently realizing whilst we were going through the fit out before covid and this was in december january time it was the the in inexorb i can't even say that word the, the extraordinary effort and time and energy that was required to actually fit out a studio mm. and i was like oh, there's, there's got to be an easier way and i was already starting to think like yeah. how do i hack this so to speak how do i do this more effectively quicker cheaper more effective more efficiently so i was already looking at things and i remember i, called, I spoke to my accountant and i was like man there's got to be a better way and i was discussing you know um our, probably this is the point where I was, you know, discussing like M&A and can mm. I, can I perhaps do a merger and, and take someone out and, and, and rebrand and do a cosmetic refurb as, a po as opposed to a complete fit out because when you, when you understand the cost structure and what actually costs the most, a lot of people don't understand this, but like when you're building a gym or restaurant or anything, the main component, the most expensive part is actually the MEPs, the, you know, the mechanical engine, um, electrics mm. and, and, and those kind of elements, the, the, the the things that aren't necessarily sexy it isn't because cosmetic stuff that people come to touch and like you yeah. know it's not the taps or the the floor or the the lighting those or the actual bulbs that you you see it's it's the electrics it's the piping is the security is the um yeah. the fire safety yeah soundproofing it's, it's all the unsexy stuff so i was like there's got to be a better way of, of of doing this so i think i was already dabbling with those kind of things and for me now as unfortunate as it is Again, you have to try and keep your wits about you and, 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 and look at opportunities. I think now, having survived and hopefully surviving this period, is, is, is going to be an incredible opportunity. Coming back to the question that I said, is that do I think the sector is going away? No, I yeah. think it's going to be, yeah, disrupted. I think a lot of people, I've, I've not, I personally know a lot of studios who've gone under or on the brink of going under. Um, having spent a lot of time with yourself and, 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 and other people and planning and, and thinking, I think more than ever, there's going to be a big, big, big drive and, and, and yearning from people to want to be around people again. Once, mm. you know, this, these, you know, once people can go back to the normal, I don't think people maybe from a functional corporate sense, they don't mind doing zoom meetings, but people, people, we're social creatures. We need contact. Mm. We want to feel like we belong somewhere. We want to. We, we, we live for competition. It's nice to do burpees at home, but it's, it's a different in a class environment when you're looking left and right and motivated to push that a little bit more. So I think it's something that, that I want to heavily lean towards. Um, so to bring, to come back to the, to the upskilling thing, I've, I've spent a lot of time um, understanding the more corporate structures and the legalities and, and how you yeah. structure and, and can actually you know, you know, take out other other spaces and studios and, and, and how you acquire other businesses, what the process would look like, how you, what consideration is, how you can do deferred payment. There's various things that I've actually, you know, taken the time to educate myself on. So I think from that perspective, in terms of an opportunity, I see a great opportunity for us to actually 
whilst we may be consolidated and, and to some degree regressed in this last year, I see a great, great opportunity over the next, you know, 18 months to, to, to three years to, to grow exponentially because the, the space is there. And to, to be able to open our doors, knowing that there's going to be a wider competition, not just from other studios, but online, you know, Apple Fitness is coming into the game now. There's so many big, big, you know, monsters coming into, yeah. you, know, the, you know, the tech giants stepping into the fitness sector. So I think there's more and more eyes and awareness on fitness, especially because of COVID, people are going to be more health conscious than ever. So I think refining our USB and doubling down on the things that are exclusive to us that mm. aren't necessarily going to be dismantled by the big tech companies. So it's, it's understanding those things. And, and we've had these conversations. It's like, okay, so what is it that Apple and Peloton can thrive on that isn't perhaps wise for me to try and compete against them on? What yeah. is it that separates me from them? And it's these this difficult, uh, you know, difficult thought processes and the thinking patterns that you have to go through to realize um, where the opportunities lie. And for me, I don't think not for the foreseeable future anyway, any of those online offerings are going to be able to match up, match our our business for from in, in three realms, which is mm -hmm. competition, the social camaraderie and community element, and the actual expertise and coaching in, in, in person of having someone come up to you and inform you, hey man, great job, but I think you can yeah. do a little bit more. Or if you do this, or if you do that, you know, that bespoke kind of, expertise Absolutely. those three things you're not going to be able to yet <laughs> um be able to to get from 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 others so that's something that an area that we want to double down on we've noticed various opportunities that we can perhaps offer what we're offering in in smaller more petite senses mm. which we've we've obviously spoken about we prior to covid we were working very hard mm. on, on 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 our concept of semi-private personal training um sbt or performance training which is kind of much smaller group yeah. with uh, a, a much more bespoke coaching and, and, and guidance and in a closer environment that we think is going to be very, very popular. Um, mm -hmm. So there's, there's loads of areas that we think we're going to be able to capitalize on and, and, and do incredibly well. And I think the power of, 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 of social media is, is, is undoubtedly and digital undoubtedly is, is here to stay. I think it's, it's yeah. very apparent. So utilizing them in the correct ways and using that for engagement and communication as opposed to a monetization other than, I'm sorry, as opposed to just trying to monetize it is is, 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 is a very wise thing to do. Mm. Um, that's what something we've learned. Um, sure. So yeah, I think, I think there's, there's I, I believe there's tremendous opportunity in, in the social sector um, for people to come back and and really just 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 capitalize on yeah. this on this vast gap and this hunger that's in yearning that's been left over for people wanting to mm. engage with other other humans interesting yeah so to recap that so for your personal skill that you think you've gained more than anything is around the whole sort of tangible structure side of things and how that all works and ties together um, and in terms of how you're you have been and are planning to keep taking advantage of this opportunity is by almost repositioning to double down on your strengths of your brand already yeah. and provide additional services that align to that strength yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense i think repositioning is is, is, is crucial yeah um yeah, I think I think it's it's the interesting thing is repositioning yourself, not just in comparison to your peers mm. or your competitors, is repositioning yourself against an ever changing world. Yeah, for I think sure. that's that's the interesting part, and I think there's there's going to be a, a huge amount of disruption, and um, that's going to be coming over the years, mm. and it's just going to be interesting to see how how it all plays out. Um, I kind of just I know I've said this to you before I kind of see and I've and this is how I've narrated COVID and I, I guess this is why how you can see I'm in a different mind frame whereas rather than seeing as this existential sort of crisis and feeling like a victim I almost see it like a like a game so to speak yeah like almost like tennis it's like fine like I, I may have conceded the first set but now like 
I'm, hmm. I'm wilier, I'm wiser, I'm more clued up and I'm, I see the other person's weakness. So I kind of know I'm, I'm still in the game. Do you know, does that make sense? And I'm kind of excited to play the next set. Um, and I'd like to think I've, in, in losing that round, I've, I've picked up a lot of elements about myself and also about my opponent. And in this case, it's obviously an abstract opponent because it's, it's, it's essentially, a, a, I wouldn't say COVID in itself, it's just the impact and how it's yeah. shuffled the deck, so to speak. Um, and I've, I've, it's interesting to see the response of, of, of people and other businesses mm. to it. Um, yeah, so yeah, sure. I see it and get, I see it, in a, a, you know, like basketball, I see it a game of many quarters and I, and hmm. I think there's, you know, a lot of time left on the clock um, and, and I'm excited to see. Yeah, I definitely agree with, with what you said about repositioning is the key. Um, I think you can't expect to be going back to normal, um, whatever normal was. Um, this whole phrase of the new normal, we can take that to almost mean like normal 2.0, which means you have to level up now. Like it's a new world, it's a new way of operating. How are you going to take advantage of that? Um, so I completely agree. And to, I guess, touch on my side of the upscaling and, and the opportunity, I think the one skill that I was very much focused on trying to build was uh, around psychology. And I know obviously in the past, both, both of us have read tons of psychology and we're really into it. Um, but there was a few specific books I wanted to study on that. And I sort of almost undertook a few months of uh, study specifically on that. Um, reading like classic books such as Thinking Fast and Slow, which constantly blew my mind about <laughs> all the different cognitive biases that we have, um, all the way to like psychology applied to specific digital products, um, which is applicable da like in my daily daily yeah. um, day to day. Um, so yeah, that's sort of the main skill that I was focusing on. I still want to read a bit more. There's a couple more books that I have on my list. Um, but the, these books tend to be 500 or so pages. <laughs> They're a bit difficult to get through. Um, but yeah, that, that's what the main thing. I I've think thinking to. fast and slow is just still on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so like you said, like when, when all this ends, people are going to be wanting that social interaction or things like that. So I want to be in a place where I can assess how people's psyche is shifting throughout these transitional periods yeah um so that's sort of my focus and i guess the biggest opportunity that i'm trying to capitalize on at the moment is again with this new use of time and flexibility that i've got i've used it to launch like my freelancing uh, consulting on the site well technically we launched it together and i was working with you last year but um mm. aside from so that, you're an entrepreneur so, now man <laughs> so yeah i got one or two projects on that side now hopefully we'll keep building on that um so i'm trying to utilize that opportunity knowing that i don't have to spend time commuting i don't have to sit in an office blah 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 so how can yeah. i best use that and reposition myself with that um and i think it's worth mentioning as well that we've also launched this podcast again as yeah you you, you 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 literally read my mind i was literally about to bring that i think i think the the biggest thing is um we we i think more than ever there's there's obviously been and we've, we've spoken about this numerous times i think that's why we're, we're essentially trying to turn up regularly and try to ship the proverbial work so to speak mm -hmm. but there's there's a massive and i think if if if, if there's one thing that was outlined by covid is is is, is, is this lack of, of, of clarity, lack of guidance, direction, companionship, community. And that's something that we have always found within each other. And we thought will be a great opportunity via podcasts and, and whatever other digital method that we can conjure yeah. um, to bring to, to, to others. And yeah, for sure. And, and, and challenge us to, to, to kind of not not only speak about our truth but kind of ship it and, and, and yeah. put it out there and stand and, behind it and yeah sort of say, this, this is us like yeah absolutely yeah 100%. and there's so much like we were we were like we've been funny enough training together regularly social distance of course um <laughs> and and one of the one of the things that we we both said is it's just incredible how powerful and I know it's, 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 it's somewhat biased for me to say, but it's, it's, it's so like training and fitness and, and exercise is just so incredibly power, empowering mm. for young men. And I'm, as, as I'm sure for, for young females, but from our lived 
and, and experience yeah. understanding is, is as young men, it's, 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 it's life-changing. And I feel like if we can bring elements of training, you know, business, various psychologies and, 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 and you know, all these other yeah. factors and facets that we're, we're passionate about in, in a concise way to, to, to others and build a community around that and, and see where that can go. I think that's something quite unique that I feel like, again, because of COVID, there's just such a big yearning for mm. and, and such a big demand and an and, and, and opportunity for, especially as in, in, in long form, spoken long form yeah. format, because everything is, is you know, filters and, and, and snippets and 140 characters and buzzwords. And, and it's just like, mm. we're not designed for that. You know, sure. humans are complicated creatures. You know, we've, we've, we've evolved and, you know, the, the neocortex frontal neocortex it's like it's we're, we're we're intelligent creatures man and yeah. and we, we yearn a deeper most of us connection <laughs> deeper <laughs> and, and stronger connection to 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 better in ourselves and growth yeah i couldn't i couldn't agree more and i think like as we've said before hopefully that adds a lot of value to your listeners as well and i think uh, and ask of if you are listening like this why it's re really important to get feedback at the moment for us and um, because mm. it sort of tells us like yeah th this is like going well like we're getting value from it and we've had really good feedback so far from lots of people and mm. um, that's what sort of drives us to keep going and it's, and it's really nice to see that we're able to help in, in even the tiniest way um so yeah i completely echo that and I, I think we can start to wrap up and i've got my my quote of the day by marcus aurelius yes <laughs> um and it's we 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 we, we had some blasphemy last week blasphemous <laughs> actions of, of quoting epic fetus <laughs> yeah um and it, it's very much i think the central narrative of what this episode has been and that yeah this massive thing has happened to all of us but it, it was outside of our control like you do not need to play the victim to this and just sit still for the next few months or whatever you can use this as an opportunity like covid happening and lockdown happening and whatever boris says doesn't care about you like, it's just something that's happening completely detached from yourself and um, so you can thrive in that detachment or you can use it to victimize yourself. so funny that just imagining boris like and marcus <laughs> radius is just like <laughs> yeah anyway so marcus's quote is that Things stand outside of us, themselves by themselves, neither knowing anything of themselves nor expressing any judgment of us. So whatever's happening is happening. How you take it, what you do with it, what opportunity you use and find out of it, that's completely down to you. Man, Marcus, Marcus, <laughs> Marcus, Marcus. This is why he's always there. I know. I, bro, <laughs> I've got... I wake up and, and go to sleep with Marcus, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. All right, thanks for listening. Until next time. Until next time. Don't need nobody. 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 Cause I'm on top of the world I'm on top of the world Yeah